Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. I'm Rev. Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. Today, my topic is Beyond Positive Thinking. Now, I've actually done a couple of classes on this because people tend to get so wrapped up in the idea of only doing affirmations to make their lives work that they miss the, the real lesson around positive thinking. And I think this is an important thing to talk about right now because I, when I go online, whether it's on Facebook or just different things that I see online, there's all this talk now and concern about toxic positivity. So I want to go through a few steps to help explain where the idea of positive thinking came from and how we really use it in the New Thought community. I want to start with a quote from Myrtle Fillmore, who is a co-founder of Unity, which is one of the churches in the New Thought movement. And this is what she had to say. There is an idea quite prevalent in the public mind that we teach a system of thought and word juggling, that anyone anywhere can have any and everything by merely repeating over and over certain magic words. It is true that words have magic in them, and very often the result of mental imagery evoked by them is so startling as to suggest Aladdin and his lamp. However, a comprehension of the whole philosophy reveals a well-balanced set of principles upon which it rests. By being determined, one can pro project an isolated idea and get results without conforming to the accepted laws of human relationships. No one can use the dynamic power of thought and word in unbalanced ways without suffering undesirable reactions. To avoid this, we keep before our mind's eye the dom dominant existence of a divine order and law to which we must conform if we are to attain enduring success. Admittedly, there's a lot in that little quote, but the part that I wanted to talk about the most right now was the first section where she says, people think that we teach a system of thought and word juggling. And the word juggling mostly comes out in terms of affirmations. I'm going to do my affirmations today. Have you done your affirmations today? Well, if you're not happy, why don't you do some affirmations? And I would like to ask you right now and raise your hand. I can't see you, but raise your hand anyway. Have you tried affirmations and not had them work? Well, you're not alone. One of the misconceptions about affirmations is that if you say them hard and long enough that you will magically, as the quote says, change your life. Now, affirmations are used to help change your mind about something. Remember, the most important part about this teaching is that we are not trying to change the external world. We are trying to change our internal relationship with the outside world. An example of this would be getting a flat tire on your car. Now, you can have a 10% flat tire, you can have a 100% flat tire. The 100% flat tire is you get the flat tire, you get out of the car, you go over, you get mad, you stomp around, then you kick the tire and you break your toe, and then you have to go to the doctor and on and on and on and on. The 10% flat tire is you get out and you go, oh, I have a flat tire, and if you're able, you change it yourself or you call roadside assistance and they come fix your car, and then you simply go on about your day. And this is what is often termed positive thinking. Now, if you really look at what I, the example I just gave and think about things in your own life, the thing happened. There's a circumstance in front of you. Now what? Do you go into a lot of drama and get all upset? 
Do you simply go, okay, this is what's happening. What do I do next? Or do you do what we call a spiritual bypass and just start saying affirmations and essentially pretend like the, like it isn't happening? And that's why I call this beyond positive thinking, because the kind of positive thinking where you simply say, it's all good, it's all good, I'm fine, it's all good, that is not constructive, because you're not dealing with what's going on. Pretending that nothing's wrong, pretending like you're not unhappy is not constructive, and it's certainly not healthy. And that's how positivity becomes toxic. Oh, I'm just going to be happy. Oh, I'm just going to be happy. I'm not going to deal with it. It's okay. There's nothing wrong. You can see how that might not be really beneficial. Thus, you might ask, what is the point of affirmations if I can't use them? Well, you can use them. It's just that they are part of a two-pronged process, and almost everybody only uses the one prong, the affirmation prong. The process is called denial and affirmation. And a lot of people even have the denial part of it kind of wrong. I don't like to use the word wrong, but I'm going to because that's the only word that comes to my mind right now. Denial is not saying that a situation or circumstance doesn't exist. Denial is not saying that it's not affecting me in any way. Denial is saying that the circumstance doesn't have any power over you. It's not going to run you. This is very different than just doing the whole Pollyanna thing. It's like, oh, it's all good. And then once you have set your, your boundaries, so to speak, denial, let, let's say that denial is just really setting boundaries. You set your boundaries of the situation. I see what's going on. I'm not going to let it run me. Now, what can I do? Which takes you to the affirmation aspect of it. To give you an example of how this works, I want to share a conversation I had with a friend a few years ago, and we were at lunch, and we were talking about spiritual things, and then she said, I have a question, and she was very, very serious, and she said, you know, when I'm doing my affirmation work, I always put something in there about saying that it, it, it doesn't have power over me or that it doesn't exist. And a friend of mine told me that you never, ever, 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 ever should put anything negative in your affirmations. And she looked at me and she was so serious. And I did, the only thing a really good friend would do is I burst out laughing. And since she knows me, this huge look of relief went over her face. And I said, you're actually just unconsciously using the process of denial and affirmation. So what she would do is she would write it out or she would say it to say to herself, this is going on. I don't like it. I don't want it. It doesn't have to run me. And then she would start doing her affirmation. And it works for her because, like I said, she was unconsciously using the process. This process is really effective for a couple of reasons. The main one is, if you really think about it, what you're doing when you're doing denials is you're doing the equivalent of cleaning out your closet. Whatever negative thoughts or feelings you are having about something, you're actually acknowledging them and tossing them out, saying, I don't need you anymore. It's the same thing when you're cleaning out your closet. Oh, I don't need this anymore. I don't need this anymore. And by cleaning out your closet, what happens? You have room for something new. The affirmation is the something new. So you do your denial. This doesn't have power over me. I don't want it anymore. I release it to its highest good. Or however it comes out for you. 
You know, you can go in and you can find lots of books that teach you how to write affirmations and denials, and you can follow their process, but ultimately you need to do it the way that it works for you. Also, I need to admit that the idea of writing or creating denials isn't really easy for some people. I did this in a larger format and in a class at SLC a few years ago, and we only had an hour. So in that time, I had to go through the explanation and definition of denial and affirmation and then take people through an exercise of writing the denials and the affirmation. And I was a little bit surprised and I learned a lot from it because so many people had trouble writing the denial. They were having trouble wrapping their brain around writing a denial because they were so affirmation oriented. What we did was we took some examples of things that were going on in people's lives. And then we talked about how would you say that this doesn't have power over me? And say, you have something at work and there's a person that's annoying you. Well, you're probably not going to get away from that person if you have to work for that with them. So what you would do is you would write a denial saying this person's energy is not my energy. This person's energy does not affect me. And then you can have an affirmation of as I stand in my own power, I stand in my own energy. And then you can even find in nobody else's energy interferes with mine. I hope that makes sense to you in what I'm saying, because I have found that for some reason, a lot of people do have some difficulty in this idea that denials are actually useful. In fact, I had another experience one day over at the center where I walked into the copy room and a woman was standing there with the most stunned look on her face. It was one of stunned joy, actually. And I walked in and she looked at me and she says, I just got it. And I said, you just got what? And she said, I just got that denial doesn't mean I'm pretending that doesn't, something doesn't exist. Denial is saying it doesn't have power over me. And she was so elated that she had seen this, had, that she got it at such a deep level, she was almost dancing around the room. So she was struggling, I'm guessing, I'm making this up because we didn't talk about it in depth, but having experience with other people and my own experience is that she was denying that there was anything bad. She was saying, oh, this is just an illusion. It's okay. It's an illusion and it will go away. So it's not bothering me where in truth, she was in a lot of pain. She was struggling. And then to realize that she didn't have to do that. She didn't have to stuff it. In fact, our entire teaching is about learning not to stuff and then it's so ironic that we turn around and stuff it because we don't understand what denial is. It's kind of sadly hilarious, actually. One of the significant lines in this quote that I offered you is the one that says we can get results without conforming to the accepted law of human relationships. One of those would be, let's go back to the flat tire. If you get a flat tire, you're going to be upset. It's ruining your day. Oh my God, what am I going to do next? Instead of simply fixing the tire, however you do that, and getting on with your life and just having it be another event in your day. One of the best things I ever, ever saw on Facebook was a little meme that said, so was it a bad day or was it a bad five minutes that you milked all day? And that's something that I think about quite often when I'm having my own... Uh, attack of the grumbles. 
But getting beyond positive thinking then for me and my idea for this podcast is simply about understanding what, what positive thinking really is. And I would like to mention that there were other people who read our teachings and started using them in their own way, uh, like Norman Vincent Peale, and he even wrote a book, one of the first books called Positive Thinking. And truly, most of us talk about leading an affirmative life as opposed to a positive life. An affirmative attitude is very different, I think, from a positive attitude. A positive attitude, at least in the vernacular that we have these days, is everything's good and everything's rosy and I can get through this no matter what. While an affirmative attitude is, okay, there's some rough road here, but I know that I can get through it because I have the tools and I'm not going to let it run me. Yes, I may be uncomfortable. Yes, I may have days when I want to kick rocks. I may get angry. I might have all of these other what we consider negative emotions, but I allow myself to have them so I can work through them and move forward. I don't deny them. I don't stuff them. I don't pretend like everything's hunky-dory when there's no hunky or dory in sight. I simply know that I don't have to stay in this place. And if there's anything that's important about what we teach, I think, is it's not what happens to you, it's what you do with it. Now you hear this in movies all the time, I'm hearing it everywhere, but do you really think about what that means? I, of course, have used a simple example of a flat tire. Now some of you may not even have cars, so that you may not relate to that. And so I have another example, and that is the broken shoelace. Now, I will tell you from experience that a shoelace will never break when it's convenient. A shoelace will never give you warning. A shoelace will only break when you are late for work or a very important appointment. It will only break when you don't have a replacement. And having a shoelace break can completely wreck your entire day. And sometimes it can wreck your day more than some big tragedy because it's such a minor thing that it just really gets to you. So what do you do with the broken shoelace? Well, you probably, in case if you have an extra pair of shoes, you simply put on the extra pair of shoes and get on with your day. But do you let the broken shoelace wreck your entire day or not? What can you do to not? You can simply say, a shoelace has no power over me. And yes, I have energy around broken shoelaces because I honestly never have had one break at what would be considered a convenient time. But it's what I would do with that or what you would do with that minor inconvenience that would set the tone for your entire day. Granted, something may come along, say something happens in the morning or on your way to work, and then you have to go to work and you really don't have time to sit down and go through the formal denial affirmation to work past it. So you put it away for a little while, but don't put it away forever. Come back to it, work through it. Some people were really comfortable writing this stuff down. Some people have to talk it out. Talk it out with someone you trust or talk it out to yourself. Sing it. Find, find music that, that helps you work through it. Do something to acknowledge what is going on, because only then will you be able to find a way through what is going on. One common way to do this to say, okay, I accept what's going on and now they can move through that. I have a personal relationship with the word accept and I don't like it very much because for me, the word accept means I need to keep it. So I use the word to acknowledge. 
I'm not asking any of you to adopt that attitude towards the word accept, because a lot of people can say, I accept it and move on. I have to acknowledge it because I just can't tell myself I'm going to keep it. But that is the beauty of language, is that we get to find the words that work for us, that mean something to us, and we use those words. When you are doing your denial and affirmation, I encourage you to use the words that mean something to you. Just because some spiritual teacher has said, say this and say that and say this other thing, if that does not resonate with you, it's not going to help you. It's not going to do any good. It's not going to have any effect. Just as mindlessly saying an affirmation over and over again may help you a little bit, but will not change the situation, then using other people's words, words that don't mean anything to you, also will not help, even if they're denial words. They still won't help you if they don't mean anything to you. While we're on the topic of having something mean something to you, please keep this in mind. You, It is entirely possible that you can sit down to do a denial and an affirmation, and at the moment you're doing it, you really don't believe any of it. And that's okay. Always keep in mind that you are not trying to change the outside world with denial and affirmation. Denial and affirmation are your way of changing your internal thinking and attitude toward the, toward the world, toward your life. So you might start out with a situation and you might write, and write a denial and an affirmation and you go, nah, I don't really believe that. Keep doing it. Keep at it. This is one of the reasons people do affirmations over and over again, because they think if they do them enough, they're going to change their mind. Well, you're not going to change your mind if you're only doing affirmations. But if you're doing denials too, and you start telling yourself that something doesn't have power over you, which means you now have alternatives and choices, and then you go into the affirmation, you will be much more successful. But you might have to do it over and over again. And it also might mean that you need to see some results before it starts to work for you. Now, I mean work for you in the sense that you start to believe it. Seeing the outer results sometimes takes a while. It's not necessarily going to happen overnight. As it said in the quote, sometimes it is like rubbing the Aladdin's lamp and getting almost what seems like almost magical results. But for the most part, for most of us, most of the time, it is a process. There is no destination. There is only process. And so keep with the affirmation. Keep with the denial. Keep with looking at how you are approaching something. That's what this is all about, is your approach to each situation that comes your way. Are you going to be mad about it? Are you going to feel that initial anger and and resentment or whatever, and then say, okay, this is how it is. Now, what can I do about it? Is there something I can do in the outer or is this something that I simply have to work on internally and deal with and acknowledge and not allow to run me? Going beyond positive thinking then means that you don't just walk around saying affirmations that don't even really soak past your conscious mind. It means using the process of denial and affirmation to clean out your closet first and then bring in the new ideas so that they have room to work within you. Because all of life is an inside job. Learning to live from the inside out is the highest and best thing that you can do for yourself because then the world becomes an easier place in which to live. I wish you well and may the joys of the world go with you.
Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.